You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. Hey, what's up, Living Faith Church? Today, I am so excited to talk about the topic about salvation by grace. Today, I usually do like a a sermon. I'm definitely an encourager, but I really felt led to be a teacher today. So let's get into the word and let's talk about this. So Father God, I just pray that you just speak through me. May these words not be from my mouth, from my flesh, but may these words be a revelation from you. And I pray, Lord, that many people will be blessed and encouraged. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. All right, so let's get on to this salvation by grace. So we get this all the time. We have people ask, there's so many questions about this. What does it take to be saved? Do I have to be sinless to be saved? Can I be saved and still live in sin? How should I react to sinners? Wow, those are some of the questions that I would love to discuss. And I know that salvation by grace is definitely the heartbeat of Living Faith Church. And I want to make sure that our church knows what does that mean? What does the scripture say about grace, salvation by grace? Because it's such a big topic and the Bible is so big and there's so much in there. So let's understand what it really means. So what does it mean to be saved? In Romans 10, 9 through 10, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confess is made unto salvation so pretty much this verse right here is saying if you confess and believe that jesus christ is your lord and savior then you are saved not only are you saved but you're also made righteous before god wow so that's the other question it's like i've always wondered how do you become righteous Oh, it's only by salvation. What? Jesus? Is it that simple? You've got to be kidding me. Oh, man. So Romans 4, 1 through 4 says, What then shall we say that Abraham our father has found according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. It was his faith that made him become righteous. And, you know, I was wondering why. Why does Romans bring up Abraham? So I did some research. And I did not know that Abraham was a Gentile. In the very beginning, Abraham didn't come believing in God. He believed in multiple gods. And then through that time, he was searching out and then he found the living God. And so I thought, wow, like Abraham is a guy, one of the founding fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But Abraham was the founding father, the father of many nations. And so I'm like, wow, God, you are so graceful. You're so gracious to us because the very first person 
that became the founding father was actually started out believing in many other gods and didn't even know who you were. And I felt like that's a resemblance of us Gentiles. These Gentiles, you don't know what Gentiles are, but these uh, Gentiles are people who uh, didn't believe in it in the almighty God. It was the Jews that were favored that already knew who God was. And the Gentiles eventually, God opened the door for the Gentiles. Abraham was kind of like a futuristic resemblance for us of God's grace, of God's salvation, of God choosing Abraham, who was once believed in different gods and now came to God. I thought, wow, when I had that revelation and I, I found that research, I was like, you're good, God, you're so good and you would choose a man like Abraham. Oh man, that's awesome. And so it says here that it wasn't through Abraham's actions that brought him into covenant with God. See, he already was saved. He was already righteous before God, before he got circumcised. It was later until the Lord said in his 90s, Abraham, it's time for you to be circumcised. And from that on, you're going to be the circumcised father, the, the one who starts and many other generations will be circumcised. And so if it had to be about works, then God would have said, well, let's talk about you first being circumcised into the covenant and then let's work things out. But God already already saw him as righteous even before he was circumcised. It was his faith that made him righteous before God. And then later he became circumcised. That's history. So here's the thing. We see here in two instances that it is just by faith. It's just by faith. That's all you need to have salvation. If that is all you need, that is so amazing. And so let's ask the second question. Does works get you to heaven? That's a good question. Cause I think a lot of us, we're confused by that. Um, and it says in Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works. Ephesians 2, 9 says, Not of works, lest anyone should boast. See, God gave us the salvation by grace as a gift to us. Not so that we have to work it and earn it. That wouldn't be a gift. He just gave it to us. It says here, it's just by faith. That's all we need to get this righteousness. And it's not about the works. And so it says in Titus 3, 5, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. So again, here it says not by works. No matter what you do, God's not gonna love you more or love you less. God loves you unconditionally and it's by faith that you are saved and made righteous before him. Well, you might say, wait, wait, stop there, stop there. Oh, no, you still haven't convinced me. Mm -mm -mm. You know, because <laughs> in James 2, 26, it says, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Also, what are you saying? Uh, 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 you confusing me with scripture? <laughs> you are confusing me. You're telling me I don't have to work to be saved, but then over here in James, it says, faith without works is dead. I don't, I don't get it. So I did some research because I was confused. So I read that James is not actually contradicting Paul or Jesus who are pretty much saying, 
Hey, all you have to do is believe. That gets you into the kingdom. That gets you saved. That gets you made righteous. He's saying that works is the byproduct of the living faith. That works will come by your faith. Works does not justify us or make us righteous before God. It does not. Not at all. It is faith that makes us justified and righteous before God. But it's by our product, byproduct of our living faith that will produce the works. And what does the works mean? The works, the deeds mean the fruit of the spirit, which is in Galatians 5, 22, 23, which says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such there is no law. That's what works means is saying that when you have faith, you're gonna produce this. Does that mean you're gonna produce this all the time? Or the moment you have faith, boom, guess what? Now you have complete joy that when your enemies start to talk about you, start to lie about you, start to put you down, you're gonna be like, I got faith because I got love. <laughs> and I'm laughing because we're all human. You know, come on, be real. You know sometimes when those people that are talking about you, you like, I got a twitch. <laughs> All right, let's be real. So, okay, so in the instance, when we have faith, we're going to have joy. Uh, most of America is filled with lack of joy. Uh, depression and anxiety has skyrocketed like never before. That is also a resemblance of not having peace. It also says in Galatians, long-suffering, kindness. Kindness, how many people have been kind to people all the time? You know you driving down that road and someone look at you and they cut you off and you're like... No, 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 you did not do that to me. You know, come on, let's be real here. All right, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. How many here? Self-control, I don't know. You know, you go to the bar and sometimes you overdrink it. Self, is that self-control? Oh, oops, sometimes we overeat, which, hey, you know what, if you're a little thick, that's okay because I am I love him thicker because my husband is thicker and I love him to death. <laughs> you know what I mean? So here I am. I'm just saying like the moment we have faith, are we going to live all this? And we're just going to be like, you know, this is the fruits of the spirit. This is how it is. No, 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 no. I don't think so. I believe that when we have faith, it's through faith. And as we come closer to God, that he slowly transforms us. And then eventually, through time, we begin to love more. We begin to have more joy in our hearts. We begin to have more peace in our hearts. Long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All that takes time as we walk through Christ, as we walk through life with Christ. And does that happen in 20 years? Does it happen in one day? No, I believe it's a journey that we all have to keep going through. And so this is what James is talking about is faith without works is dead. It's not the works that we do. No, 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 no. It's let's have faith. And I truly believe as we have faith, we're going to produce these fruits. But if we don't produce these fruits at all, then yeah, maybe faith without works is dead. That's what he says. But let's have faith. And as we walk in faith, we're going to produce these fruits because that's what faith does. That's what water does. When you water a plant, what has to happen? It has to grow. If you water a fruit tree, what has to happen? 
the more you water it, the more it'll grow and eventually it'll produce fruits. The more we spend our time with God, that's our watering. The more we spend our time with God, the more we're going to be like him. And then we're going to eventually produce the fruits of the spirit that God is calling us to be. But that takes time. So let's talk about, can my sins that I struggle with today, yesterday, and tomorrow will wipe away my salvation? Does that mean if I keep sinning that I will be wiped away from my salvation? What? Galatians 5, 19, 21. It says, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, rivalries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. What? So if I do one of those, that means I'm not going to inherit the kingdom of God? Idolatry, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, how many people have at least hated someone who you know was talking behind your back? Contentions, jealousies, <laughs> outbursts of wrath. What? How many people here have anger issues? You know someone rubbed you the wrong way. Mm -mm. What? Selfish ambition? Now, come on, keep it real. I know everybody, everybody has had at least one moment in their life where they had a selfish ambition. Let's see, dissensions, heresies, envy. You look at someone with that nice car, with that nice watch, with that nice house. Don't tell me. <laughs> that wasn't you one time where you're like, uh-uh, that's not fair. <laughs> Murders, drunkenness. How many people have accidentally overdrank? Revelries and the like. And if we practice these things, we will not inherit the kingdom of God. So that means if we've done one of these, one of these, we will not enter the kingdom of God. That means we can lose our salvation because we can't live up to this. Well, I had to look deeper into that because I was like, what? I've at least, you know, committed maybe a few, but I don't know about you. Let me keep it real. <laughs> I'm just being honest for, and, and I realized when I looked into it, it said, this was for the people who have denied Christ. They live in that because they're going to continue to live in that because there's no change. They haven't accepted Christ. So that's why they're not going to inherit the kingdom of God because they haven't first accepted Christ. Because people of Christ, we all, even Christians will sin. If you, if, if you tell me that's a shocker, I'm sorry, but everybody sins, even Christians. Christians and non-Christians, we all sinners, all right? That, that's straight up. Let's just get that straight. We're all sinners. So what does that mean? That means this was for people who haven't even accepted Christ. That's why they will not inherit the kingdom of God. Because it, we already went up there in the verse just like 10 minutes ago when we talked about how do you bring have salvation and become righteous? It's through faith. It's through belief. So the Bible does not contradict itself. So when I looked it up, it said, no, these, that is for people who have denied Christ. See, people who have accepted Christ, yes, we're sinners. But the thing is, when you accept Christ and we come closer to Christ, it's through Christ that we come into repentance. We be transformed, that it's through Christ where our sinful nature leaves us. It's like, but it takes time. And, and a lot of people don't understand that 
We can never reach perfection, but the more we spend time with Christ, the more we seek after him, the more God just begins to transform us and begins to heal us and begins to just do amazing things in our lives and in our hearts and transforms our mind. And that's what it means is that that verse is talking about people who don't believe in Christ, but people who do believe in Christ, yes, will probably as Christians fall in one of those, one, at least one of those, okay? If you get one of those, awesome. But you know, at least one. <laughs> For me, it's a few. All right, so does that mean if you're still a sinner that it'll wipe off your salvation? No, absolutely not. The very key to salvation is through belief. Let's talk about this. How should we react towards sinners? And I want to talk about a little story. There's this person that is completely drunk on the ground, so out, just drunk. And then all of a sudden, this drunk person gets on the phone and says, let me call one of my Christian friends and say, hey, Bob, can you come over to my house? I'm completely drunk. And Bob is like, no, hell no, you're going to hell. You're a sinner. You're, I'm not gonna help you out. Look, you did this to yourself. You're a sinner. You're gonna go to hell. Let me tell you, this is your life. You're gonna live like this for the rest of your life because you're choosing to be drunk. And then the drunk friend is like, all right, I'm stuck here. I'm, I'm just gonna hang up on the phone. And then all, all of a sudden it's like, oh, I think I have another Christian friend. I mean, just with, I'm so drunk, I'm passed out, or, or I'm just drunk on the ground, I can barely breathe. I, I don't know, I gotta go to the hospital. He tries to pick up the phone again. Hey, Dan, I'm so drunk, I need your help. I need to go to the hospital. And then Dan's like, you haven't quit yet? You've been drunk. Every time you call me, you're drunk. No, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Don't keep calling me. What the hell? Stop it. I'm not responsible for your life. You need to take action. You know, I helped you a couple times, but I'm tired. I don't want to be your friend anymore. No, 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 no. Don't talk to me again. I'm going to block you. Here's the drunk guy. Like, man, I can barely leak. I'm just so weak right now. I'm so drunk. I'm like, I need help. I need help. I got one more Christian friend. And then he calls. Hey, hey, what's up? What's up, Sally? Yo, I, I, I'm weak here. I feel weak. I need to go to the, the hospital right now. Yo, can, can you pick me up? Can you do that, please? Sally's like, you got me. I'm, I'm gonna rush over there. I'm gonna make sure you're okay, okay? You just stay right there. All right. Sally comes over and, and she looks at her drunk friend. She's like cleaning up all his vomit, all this junk. And here she is, she's like, come on, let's go to the hospital. You, you don't look good, let's go, let me take care of you. And then here he is, the doctor's proclaiming he's about to die. He's on the verge, if, if they waited an hour longer, he would have he died. But Sally was like, he looked at Sally, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being there for me. You know, I had my first Christian friend who I called that I thought I could depend on, but he just told me to go to hell. And I said, screw that. I don't want to know this Christian God who keeps telling me to go to hell that I'm a sinner, saying I'm not going to change, giving me no hope when I'm already down in the dumps. And then I had 
my other friend who, yeah, I did call a couple times and, you know, and he just kind of quit on me, but it's kind of interesting because I, the other day I saw him at the bar and he was drunk too, but he didn't realize I was there watching. And he was drunk and he was with his friend and his friend was gossiping about me, how I'm a drunker and I'm no good for my life. And I thought his friend was my friend too. And here they are. He's like, but I don't want to know that God. I don't want to know that God who treats me like that. But I want to know your God, Sally. Even though I'm screwed up, I'm messed up. Man, that's the kind of God I want. And Sally just like shows the love of God. And it's interesting how we as Christians can act like one of those people. A great thing is, how do we know that we're disciples of Christ? Yes, it's by faith. Is it by works? You know, we're all human. We all mess up. But it says here in John 13, 35, it says, By this, all will know that we are my disciples, if you have love for one another. This, all will know that you are my disciples, if you love, 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 if you love one another. John 13, 35. So if you love one another, people will know that you're a disciple of Christ. It says in John 3, 16 through 17, and I love this, because I always used to read just John 3, 16, which says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So again, we know that it comes through faith by believing. But I never really read John 3, 17 where it says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. I was like, what, Jesus? You didn't come here to condemn the world? Whoa, I think sometimes the Christian church kind of got it wrong. <laughs> but you know what, I love the church. I love the Christian church for reals. We all have stuff in our lives to be so honest and i'm as real as it can get <laughs> so what should we do so this is a heartbeat of living faith church that we want to be disciples of christ that show love that even when there are other people who we see are quote unquote sinning or doing wrong well we want to show them love we want to show everyone love because that's what Christ wants us to be. He wants us to be disciples of Christ by showing people love. And how are we gonna be rude to sinners when the Great Commission is to bring people to salvation? So should we keep condemning people and telling them they're doing wrong? Or should we just love people and be the vessels of Christ to be disciples of love? Where we see people be transformed through the kindness that we show them. How should we be? And so I really feel like that's a heartbeat of Living Faith Church. And I am proud to say that as Living Faith Church, we accept everyone for where they're at. And whatever they're going through, whatever struggles they are, it's not our job as human beings to tell them what's right and what's wrong. But that's between them and God. God is the ultimate judge, not human beings. <laughs> because if we were judges, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> We make up a whole bunch of stories in our head that aren't true. But God knows the truth. That's why he can be the ultimate judge. 
and that's why he is. But us as humans, we don't know the truth. We don't know what's really going on in people's lives and what they're going through. But I do feel like as powerful as this, John 13, 35, that to be disciples of Christ, we have to show one another love. And I think that's so powerful. So in conclusion, that salvation comes by faith, by confessing Jesus as Christ. And you know what? The closer we come to Christ, the closer we know God is where we will be transformed. It's through our intimate time. It's through our intimacy with God and our spending time with God and just being with him that really, really transforms us. And transformation is through the Holy Spirit, through the power of God. In order to access that, we have to believe in Christ. So right now, if you haven't accepted Jesus into your life and maybe you were like, you know what, I was around Christians that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but now I'm understanding that, no, we're all human and we all have our stuff and I wanna give this Jesus a try. Repeat this after me. Father God, I accept you into my heart. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I declare that heaven is my home in Jesus' name. And for all the rest of us, maybe we have been acting, you know, maybe there's things in our lives that we're like, huh, there's some things I need to work on in my life to be a better me. Well, let's pray for a transformation, even for myself. I'm still being transformed. So Father God, thank you so much for your grace. Thank you, Lord, that it's through you that we're transformed. So thank you, as simple as receiving Christ, and I just pray for every person out there that is going through things that needs transformation in their hearts, that you work within us, each and every one of us, that will be transformed to be more like you every single day. Ah, oh, thank you so much for your goodness. We give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. So thank you guys, thank you everyone for joining. Um, just know that salvation by grace means you don't gotta be perfect. All you gotta do is believe. And as you believe, God will begin the transformation. But as for us Christians, we're called to love. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.